Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. All right. Welcome to part two of pop culture and green energy or I don't know, whatever the fuck we're going to call it. Darren Jolly's press the table. Energy. Pure energy. energy. If you don't know who I am, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, you can fuck off, man. That's Uh, Brian. Brian (laughs) Courtney. Yeah. I'm I'm the loud guy that usually does the intro. Um so we've got a lot more stuff I wanna talk about, need to talk about, whatever. But Hopefully you guys have listened to the first two green energy or green backs. Um, in one of those, I put out a call to arms for 2.6 billion people to volunteer for death. Um, the reason that I mention it is because again, green energy isn't going to save us because we are just consuming too much shit. And now all of these third world countries are coming online and they are going to start consuming more shit. It's just like in the last episode, Darren talked about, and I think he went a little far with it, but he's like exponential and exponential and exponential. I don't think I went far with it. Especially if you look at the way that we're, our cumulative position is, and what you just said, like if they create a cumulative cumulative position, and then there's other ones that create a cumulative cumulative position, I don't think that I'm really exaggerating that much, so fuck you, motherfucker. Okay, so China had, they created a law, and they kind of fucked up on it, because now they're worried that they're going to basically kill the race or or any future generations because of the oh, the, the birth China, rate the one China policy. the one the one kid oh, that's thing. a different one the one China policy is the one where Taiwan is not Taiwan right one it's the, what is what do one, they call it I don't know one child one kid one yeah. Chinese kid yeah I don't think that they actually say you're only allowed to have one Chinese kid <laughs> oh, well, I do know that like there was this huge movement is it Chinese food in China. You know what, Marx is not, he would never, he, before he died, Marx said, I am not a Marxist, all right? So, I mean. I, I no, he know. wasn't. So, I, I, I mean, is it, is it like Mandarin? Is it Sichuan, which is different from Sichuan, right? Yeah. There's a lot of different kind of cultures down there. A lot of people eat a lot, eat a lot of different food when you're. Oh, you're going back to the fucking food thing? I was just joking, dude, about the Chinese food. I know, but I'm talking shit, motherfucker. So, (laughs) they they were bringing the population down. That was the point that you were making. So, Netflix had another movie called What Happened to Monday. And I didn't watch it for a long time because I thought, this is some fucking stupid shit that... Somebody woke up and they were confused because Monday was no longer on the calendar. Well, it turned out... I love your literalism, you know? (laughs) That they... In the future, I don't know when. They may have said, but I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. 
Um, there was a similar law to the one Chinese kid law. And someone had seven girls. So this guy stashed them away and he named them all for the days of the week. Well, one of them was a fighter and one of them was kind of a slut and you know, but each day of the week, whatever their name was, that's when they got to go out. So Monday leaves on Monday and never comes back. Correct. What happens to Monday? So the reason See, that I mentioned I'm, I'm good at this game. The reason that I mentioned that show is because with population control rules certain things may happen, you know, like that fucking stupid bloated lip octomom bitch who ended up having a fucking litter of ten or some shit. I think that it's important that you refer to what her lips look like. That's a very... To, 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 to sort of talk about things in the context of a person who's having way too many kids at one time, it's important to pay, to draw attention to her physical features. That's good. Yeah, well, I try. I know, yeah. I, I'm, um, Monday, Monday. So with all of the, the rules that should... No, I shouldn't say should, but... May possibly be instituted, and I, I think we really should be looking at something along those lines. Um, something could happen where you do end up having a fucking litter, and then what do you do then? I mean, let the government come and kill them, or do you stash them away so that, you know? Yeah, you keep them all hidden, and they're all the same, so one of them go up and go out on one day of the week, the other one can go out on another day of the week. Right. But then Monday disappears, so then Tuesday tries to take Monday over, so it's Monday, Tuesday. Well, they all started disappearing. I think, I can't remember which one was left at the end, but at the end it was only Sunday or and Saturday. I, I know our population globally is not going down, right? But there are some weird, interesting population trends that are occurring. Like in Japan, in like Korea, they're not fucking reproducing for shit like so much so that they were given like fucking tax credits and they were giving out these weird fucking like uh like they they'd have like shit on the fucking commercials you know like go fucking have some fucking kids and have fun and it'll be good for the fucking japanese population but like there are instances where and maybe it's because like when we get to this technological space i i don't want to even like guess to why you know what you know maybe when you have kids that sit there and play video games and wear diapers because they don't want to move out of their chairs for fucking 18 hours a day which is something that happens in those cultures maybe you just don't want to have fucking kids anymore at that point i mean why would you i want wouldn't to have want children? to have kids i think at that point people would be like what happened to your kid not what happened to monday why'd you kill your kid on monday because he was wearing a diaper and playing video games. When he hit Power 47, <laughs> and the shit was seeping out of the fucking edges, he had to let that shit go. If he wasn't going to volunteer to be part of the 2.6 billion, then maybe I just had to volunteer him. Yeah. Take care of things myself. If you want a job done right, do it yourself. So, in further record, with all this darkness, I've not killed anyone yet. Yeah, me too. 
but there is some serious population position problems and we have a very idiocracy tendency when it comes to population you know the people that reproduce tend to be the ones that think that Gatorade will grow crops and yeah this is not you know like somewhere between here and Walmart this is not a good thing I love that fucking movie it's so awesome I don't know that I love it but I mean Mike Judge has some wonderful things to say about the world sometimes that was Mike Judge right yeah I no, I really do love it. And it, when they're driving away, they're trying to escape, and the cops start shooting at the car, so they get out and like run away, and then the car blows up. Well, the guy that's helping uh, Luke Wilson get away, which is Dax Shepard, since the car blew up and they're shooting and everything, he stops and he's like, oh, oh. Oh, and he starts fucking doing like this primate thing and everybody's all fucking watching the car blow up and dancing and shit. <laughs> That's what happened just fucking last week, 4th of July. You could hear him up and down the street. I'm telling you, they're going to be the orangutans rolling around in the mud, you know? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I think that you're probably right that it was a straight appeal to emotion, but I think that there's some serious tendency inside of humanity to just be so fucking stupid. Well, but see, I can deal with an appeal to emotion if there's a call to action and something can occur afterward. But when you just for vendetta, though, but when you just show some fucking orangutans at the end of a fucking movie dying where where is what good does it do other than make you sad because well, so, that's all it did for me but that's my point is is that maybe he just like like i mean think about like the way that he started it right i mean he's like i was an environmentalist and i was hopeful and we had this call to action right and we actualized something in relation to it. And then the way that we did that, we realized we hadn't calculated a position, you know, to realize that if we use that, that was going to create that kind of problem. And then that was going to create this problem and that problem. And then he just started looking down the barrel of the fucking future, you know. And when you fucking start looking down the barrel of the future and all you got is two fucking barrels with fucking, you know, bullets coming back in your fucking head. You Dude, know? he could have gone... And it would have done similar things. I mean, I thought it was pretty important when they said that the fucking uh, environmental waste at the Mountain Pass facility in California uh-huh. that mines the rare earth uh-huh. elements, that they just turn it into a paste and sprinkle it around the, the desert. desert. Yeah. They should put like a, um, glitter on it when they do that. <laughs> that way... Everybody knows if you've been in the desert, kind of like when you got, come home from the strip club, you got glitter on your face. <laughs> yeah, have, exactly. have you been in the desert again, rolling around in toxic waste? Oh, no, I was at the strip club. <laughs> um, so... I just think that, like, if, but you understand my point, though, is that he's gone through this space where, like, he thought there was a solution, right? And, I mean, if you've invested your whole life in this concept of a solution and you realize that the solution is total fucking bullshit, a total fucking sham, you know? I mean, like, that's why, like, 
my natural position during the last one. So I'm like, well, what else is there? You know, so I started, I, list, I watched the fucking, the, the new uh, Oliver Stone documentary on nuclear uh, power. And I looked into a bunch of other stuff with regards to nuclear power. I watched that stupid fucking Michael Schellenberger thing where uh, he, he talked about nuclear power and then, you know, started sucking the fucking cock of capitalism as if somehow or another the free market's going to save us. I mean, obviously this is not going to fucking work out, you know? I mean, there's got to be something else, you know? But I mean, in that moment, as a person who had done gone through what he had gone through, like, I, I, I can appreciate the concept of, and I know it doesn't help us, you know? But I mean, maybe for a moment, it's important for us to feel no, but that dude, kind there, of helplessness. I, I understand that. But there are other things that he could have shown without spending... And who knows? Maybe he just wanted to go to Africa. Um, but I, I mean... I don't think that's why he showed orangutans. He could have gone to the fucking Hopi reservations in Arizona and shown the areas where the coal slurry that was going from fucking Arizona to California fucked up their reservation he could have gone to Southern Colorado and showed the old coal mines there. Anywhere in fucking Kentucky or West Virginia, people would have gone, oh, <laughs> that's so sad. So you're just mad because they were orangutans that were rolling around in the mud? What is it? I mean, that's why, like, it's called Planet of the Humans, you know? I mean, we're fucking destroying everything else. The only thing that's going to be left is us, and then we're going to be dead. You know, except for some fucking microbes, you know, they'll make it through. No, I, I get it, dude. Uh -huh. I just think, well, like I said, I thought it was bullshit. It was just like information, good facts, information, good facts, story, 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 orangutans. It was like the fucking Game of Thrones. Really, really wonderful for the first six seasons, and then just sucked a big cock for season seven, and like the biggest cock ever for season eight. Yeah, it was just a shitty finish, dude. Um, because I mean, I I would think anyone. So maybe he did the right thing. I don't know because I would think that anyone with any sense at all about them would understand that we are killing. I, I mean, we're killing fucking keystone species globally. So I would think that they would know orangutans, orangutans are on that list. I, I just think it's more about the imagery at that point in time. Right, I mean, it's a fucking gimmick. It's bullshit. I don't know that it's just a gimmick. I don't know that it's just a gimmick. I think that it could just be a gimmick and maybe there's something else, you know? Maybe I'm a cynic. I I mean, you know. Your call, people. Let me know if I'm a cynic or not. Yeah. And buy a t-shirt. Don't, yeah. <laughs> and if that doesn't make you even more cynical, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I'm a cynic. The world is burning. Buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Maybe that's the next shirt that we should make. The world is burning? Yeah, we could have, like, the fucking, uh, the short bus on fire, you know? <laughs> put a hose on top, because we're trying to put out the fire. Yeah, <laughs> like a little teeny hose, but like a raging fucking fire. 
Yeah. And, and you could have like an orangutan sticking its head out of the back of the bus. A muddy orangutan, all right? <laughs> so the 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 underclass in the one thing that I like they were called fabricants. That so I mean everything that you described uh-huh. like when you first started talking about it I said that's kind of like Gattaca. Uh-huh. But Gattaca was Gattaca's a really good movie too, but but a different kind of good movie. As you kept going it reminded me more and more of Brave New World. When they had the multiple different, yeah. And then you had the people that lived outside of it. Yeah, But you hated Brave New World. I love the fucking book. The show was bullshit. Yeah, the show was not good. I thought you told me. It, what was the one you told me? I thought you liked Brave New World, the book. No, and I liked Fahrenheit 451, but I hated that fucking movie. Oh, no, the movie was no good, but who was it? Somebody must have. Jeannie told me she didn't like Brave New World. That's right. Okay. I don't know why. But but the multiple levels. Yeah. But I mean, like, Fabricants is Little a Little Chinese girl. Bald guy. I understand why you'd make that fucking... What do you got to do that? That's such a good move. <laughs> She's going to come back and yell at you again for being an asshole. Um, but there's this horrible line where they go, Recycled Fabricants are, good for, are a good source of protein. And then that's when she says, Go feed us. So fucking brutal. And like the sad thing about like the France Fanon thing where like all acts against the system are only symbolic acts because the system has absolute power over everything. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with anything in a world where that's uh, that's the way that power functions. I mean, look at like the way that the Ukraine war thing is playing out. Like how many people have fucking died in that in that situation for us just to fucking uh, to try to push a person out who we told you know we weren't going to continue to expand NATO in that way I don't know well that's a different story for a different day but uh, it, it's definitely the same in the sense that when I see the number of civilians and the number of you know like the, all the Ukrainian deserters like all over the place, they're they're going to the Russian side like immediately all the time right now because you don't have the capabilities of winning this. You're basically just being thrown on. I mean, it's worse than what Stalin was doing during during World War II when he just kept throwing bodies at the fucking German machine guns, you know, because these are a different level of technical fucking weapons that are fucking killing you at this point in time. Yeah. But I think, well, I don't know. So, I always compare our plight, and when I say our, I don't mean yours and mine. I mean ours. The social. As Sisyphus, we just keep pushing the rock. Yeah. Or or a carousel, right? Just round and round. round, and, round. Yeah. and it's like uh, But I think that you know, with what the Wachowskis do with us feeding the system, I think that it's more like the Ouroboros, the snake eating its tail. I think we are just fucking eating our own tail. That might be where some of their metaphors fall off, you know, because the, like, 
when you when you use the machines in in the matrix and there's that distinction like the machine becomes the metaphor but when the metaphor becomes separate from the thing itself but there's something that's kind of interesting in that in in the sense that like uh this dude nick land when uh, uh he was like the father of accelerationism which is a lot more complicated than all the stupid fucking liberal interpretations that people make when they say Trinity, uh, if, you, Neo. if you do something bad uh something good can come out of it it's a little bit more complicated than that you have to go go a little bit into like dialectical thought and what dialectical thought means but uh the idea is that uh inside of uh the social space nick land talked about this thing called artificial intelligence but when he was talking about artificial intelligence it seems like he was talking about artificial intelligence in the sense where a system becomes social in a way so much that our co consciousness, our superconsciousness, our unconsciousness becomes collectivized to where, like, there's a, a comment that uh, Mark, I cannot fucking remember this guy's name, he killed himself. He was a, what they call the Marxist realist. I can't remember his last name. Um, he's the one that coined the phrase, uh, it's easier to imagine uh, the world ending than capitalism ending. Is that like me being a fucking environmental Jeffersonian? It's, okay. not, it's not the it's not the same thing because that's that's your your position the the whole the whole point with regards to what when they say it's easier to imagine the world ending than capitalism ending sort of points to the idea in some on some level that our patterns of activity are so deeply embedded with regards to certain concepts of uh, what's possible time you know what we can do on a daily basis what we can't do on a daily basis what we might be able to do on a daily basis to to sort of like alter the trajectory of daily life you know um is so uh like imagining a different space in relation that's so hard because we're collectively bound up in a an activity of social reproduction, a way of reproducing daily life so much that we cannot create a space, a social space that exists. Well, they which means that it's when I say artificial intelligence, it's like our collective intelligence intelligence gains sort of a life of its its own at that point in time. And we don't know how to socially engage in a space where we can articulate different possibilities because we have to be able to find a way where we can create something different, where it's not like what Lenin did and what Stalin ended up doing or what Mao did and to where it turns into this fucking horrible fucking nightmarish, people are eating fucking dirt to survive, you're, you're, you're losing six million Ukrainians in a winter because there's no fucking food, uh, all of the different things that happen in those systems, like you cannot find a, a way to bridge that, that space to where we can create that different kind of collective activity because we we uh we don't recognize that collective consciousness as so when i think about the machines and the matrix i think about the machines in the context of what nick land was talking about with regards to artificial intelligence and i'm not the marxist realist though yeah but the reason why the marxist realist said what he was saying was because it's it's that social consciousness no i so i dynamic. get it because they beat they beat that shit into us and 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 it's getting worse and worse. I mean, so everybody thinks like I actually said, you know, all of these housing developments with all of the McMansions, 
they don't have roads that go through anymore and there's no alleys or anything else. Well, the reason you eliminated alleys was mainly because of space. But the reason that they all are in fucking cul-de-sacs is so that they can keep you fucking trapped in that neighborhood. Like, you are supposed to stay there. It's like a prison, yeah. And I said that to someone else. It was that kid that I almost punched back in June of last year. Um, And he said he didn't think it was because they wanted to keep us trapped, but it was for our safety so that people didn't drive through those streets and be able to look at the houses and accidentally hit kids that are playing in the street. So the cul-de-sacs, and I'm not shitting you, at least one person I know of, and it wouldn't surprise me if more, thought that this wasn't a trap. It wasn't a maze to keep us there. It was designed for our safety. And that's why they, I, I mean, that's what they want us to think. What do, what do people do in those spaces? Like, what do you see in those spaces all the time? A bunch of fucking assholes doing absolutely nothing. Let me, let me rephrase my question. What kind of signs do you see people putting out on the streets in spaces like that? Mm, I don't know, dude. They put fucking children playing in the street. Oh, slow children slow, at play? Yeah. If they're that fucking slow, don't play in the road. So, of course. Like, I remember I only got spanked twice when I was a kid. Both times I got spanked is because I fucking rode my fucking bike in front of a car. My mom fucking ripped me off. My mom, who was the nicest fucking lady in the history of the fucking universe, ripped me off my fucking bike and smacked me. And you know what? I deserve to be smacked. Because if you're a fucking kid, you don't fucking belong playing in a street. You don't belong playing in a fucking cul-de-sac. You don't fucking belong playing in a street. Because streets are meant for cars. And if you think that it's appropriate for your fucking kids to be able to fucking run out in the street, then you're living in a world where you think that security... It's freedom. And as that douchebag said, you deserve neither. If, if you're going to trade your fucking freedom for security, you deserve neither. The douchebag Ben Franklin, you, you mean? You deserve neither douchebaggery. You deserve neither freedom nor security. Or Jefferson. They both like had paraphrased positions in relation to that. That's I why I wanted to that. clarify it. It doesn't I just... matter. It's, the concept is, is... And I don't, generally speaking, agree with either one of them because they were fucking super fucking bourgeois early fucking Americans that were making tons of money and fucking slaves and shit like that. But having said that, the concept is good enough to say if you think that you you putting a sign out in front of your house is an appropriate way of telling people that you think that you deserve special privileges because you got a bunch of money and you have a cul-de-sac and you don't have alleys behind your house because you need more safety then you can fuck yourself. Most of these people, they don't necessarily have a bunch of money. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. They're tied to the system. They have a bunch of debt in most instances, and they're tied to the system through their debt. I mean, But, I mean, it doesn't matter which housing development. And I'm going to list a bunch of developments here in Denver. I know that elsewhere there are others. I mean, what I call it, for the most part, is Californication, because anywhere in California you'll find 10 times more. But, I mean, Highlands Ranch, Green Valley Ranch, that fucking shit that they 
fucked up out on Green Mountain where it was all open space and a fucking mountain and they turned it into all those shitty houses. Yeah. They're all fucking horrible. But they're all cul-de-sacs and, and designed to keep us right there. So the artificial intelligence that you're talking about mm-hmm. is you go to work, you go home, you go to the store and buy groceries, which there are no stores locally anymore. You've got to drive two miles to get to a store, but then you drive back through your fucking cul-de-sac maze to get to your house. And then you do it all the next fucking day. I think that's only part of it, though. I think that there's more going on to it than that. I think that it's election cycles. I think it's it's all time horizons that limit your ability. So, like, just as a for instance, right? Like, as soon as Cornel West announced his candidacy, I fucking love the guy. Like, I think he's he, he's somebody I always listen to anyway. You know, like him and fucking Jujette going back and forth, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Beckett, you know, fail again, fail better. Different concepts of time to where you, you're not thinking about things in terms of their ends. You're thinking about <coughs> things in terms of trying to create things, conditions better, you know, and, and better and better and like experimenting and working together and like uh, re, re uh, developing concepts of community that like might be meaningful, might be enriching, you know, might be fucking, you know, different sets of possibilities, things that actually exist outside of that. Uh, the traditional aspects of a uh, concept of time, a concept of uh, that the that's the real artificial intelligence that I'm talking about. So the second that he fucking announces his candidacy, these fucking jackasses on fucking Pod Save America, fuck you motherfuckers. If I ever fucking see you on the street, I'm gonna kick you in your fucking kneecap and break it, you fucking bitches. But this guy fucking comes out and says, I want you guys to know something. In 2016, those people that voted for Jill Stein in Minnesota and Wisconsin, all the states that swung red, that, that had traditionally swung blue, right? Ohio, uh, if you would have not voted for Jill Stein and you voted for Hillary, you're fucking responsible for fucking Donald Trump becoming the fucking president. Fuck you, motherfucker. When are you guys going to own the fact that the reason why it's your fucking fault that this fucking happens is because you're limiting the fucking range of possibilities? You're not going to tell me what's fucking democracy. You're not going to tell me what's fucking right. And if fucking Donald Trump wins because you guys won't fucking make a move because you won't allow fucking uh, our bitch-ass president to fucking debate because you won't... I mean, even with fucking, like, mainstream jackass like fucking RFK, you know? I mean, I like uh, uh, the other lady. She's interesting, but she's still a goofball. But I, I, want, I want debates. I want people to sit up there and fucking argue with one another. I want them to sit up there with fucking Cornel West so Cornel West can sit there and say... You guys are a bunch of fucking apologists that aren't going to fucking change anything, you know? Like, if you're not willing to engage a system like that, then you're fucking responsible for the outcomes. Don't fucking turn and tell somebody because if they don't fucking vote fucking Democrat. Like, the worst, let me let me let you on a little secret, all right? The worst thing that can happen in our future is not Donald Trump being elected president again. The worst thing that can happen in our future is us not realizing that we need to make real, meaningful change. Fuck you. I'm off my soapbox. No, dude, I I dig the soapbox. I jump up there myself. <laughs> I I try not to on the show because I feel like me pointing my fucking finger and shaking it at people and I'm not shaking it no, at no, people. No, no, no. I I wasn't saying you were. 
but I have a tendency with tone and to proselytize a little bit. Yeah. I was definitely proselytizing, but I'm I'm not doing it at regular people. I'm doing it at people that are in positions of power that uh, that come to the aid of like centrist Democrats no, every but it, second. It should be done to regular people, dude. The fact is, it's our fault. It's all of it our fault. Well, that's. I, I'm just trying to do it without doing it right at them. I'm trying to create possibilities to where because I'm not coming at people. First off, everybody it thinks that it's well. it the lesser of two evils. That's the stupidest fucking argument I've ever heard in my life, and I know I've, I've said it before. before. Um, it's it's all of our faults. Yeah, of course, that's the truth. But like, I still don't want to stand up. I would rather stand up in front of people and say, let's, you know, like it would be more interesting during this next election cycle if a bunch of people who are traditional, like like Jeffersonian, you know, people that do not believe in religious dispositions, that believe in freedom as, as a meaningful thing and believe in free markets to go for a more libertarian position. To not be afraid to say "fuck you, Donald." I Trump. had to. I had to back off the libertarians. No. That's why I say I'm an environmental I, Jeffersonian. I understand that, but if if people really voted according to what their their dispositions right. were, and they I don't, would, no, they don't. That's that's. But I mean, like if libertarians did it, if to where we got to a point where like you had like Democrats getting you know 24 percent and Republicans getting 26 percent and like a whole litany of other fucking, you know, then you create a problem because you don't have an electoral college position that's meaningful anymore. There is a way to break this fucking. There this, is this. this, this uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, when you're in a log jam and uh, uh, a log jam was not what I was trying to say. Gridlock. I would, the gridlock. I, I would just there's go with to, that. There's a way to break the gridlock. That was the word I was looking for. So. We just need to like bust the electoral college position in relation to it, and that can, that's doable. That's that's possible. fine, and, and I understand that you're mad at the people that are announcing it's their fault no, and not their fault and whatever. But it's, they're so quick to do it. Though. But it's no, it's the idiots that fucking listen to them, and then vote. I look, I get that, but I'm not going to stand in front of people and just say that. I don't, I don't know what value there is to that. Like, I would rather expose the argument for what it is, than and, and create the possibility for something else. Because standing in front of people and telling them they're idiots is not going to motivate anybody to do anything. I mean, you're fucking bitching about a guy that fucking put a bunch of orangutans at the end of a fucking film, and now you want to stand there and say you guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. I don't know what's your what's what's your what's your motivation at that point in time. What are you trying to accomplish? Well, dude. Okay, so I've I when I before I pulled all of that shit down off of YouTube because mm -hmm. of that crazy fucking bitch that said she didn't want to share me with the world um which is a different fucking thing altogether and i shouldn't have done that but whatever um i had a post up that was kind of a rant talking about people listening to fucking oprah and kim kardashian all stuff and, um, yeah Your, everything was a rant it was that's kind of what i do um <laughs> Not if you have a counterpoint, motherfucker. <laughs> they listen to these people and do what they say. So, 
at some point we either have to stop them from listening or listening with such verve that they do what they say or we have to shut those people up and I don't know which is a more difficult task see this is where like when I think people get into analytic spaces and that's when I talk about it and I say the thing about it being uh, an artificial intelligence it's not as simple as this or that it's not as simple as getting people to stop listening or getting people to shut up it's there's because this is about something that's so deeply embedded in our not just our psyches but our activities like again like the range of possibility like what we're capable of imagining in terms of what's possible for the future like it's not just convincing a person that the people that they're listening to don't have their interests in mind or uh, getting them to wake up enough to understand that there are other possibilities and that they can actualize themselves in a way that uh, allows for them to be more uh, interested and articulate and thoughtful actors. Like it's creating a space to where we know what that looks like outside of the frame of existence that we're operating in inside these moments. Because just understanding that there's a possibility there is not enough by itself. You have to create the architecture for what that possibility constitutes. And I don't even know that we socially know how to make that happen in this moment. I would suggest breaking someone's kneecaps. Uh, well, I, that guy, I will break his kneecap. And I will get on the news for it. And there will be all of these other things that will be behind what I happen. I'll go to jail for it. And and that's fucking fine. Because no matter what, all of the other things that we've said on this space, back and forth, would be in, 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 in a space where other people could listen to it. Because no matter what, what I put on here for sure, and what we've had going on back and forth, is complicated. It's not something simple. No, none of it is. And and one of the things that we've preached since the beginning is not necessarily exactly like this, but we don't give a shit if you're red, blue, purple, unfucking decided. And we don't care if you believe us. Do some fucking research on your own and figure out what it is you want to do. That's all I want is people to fucking quit following everybody else. And I know that there are leaders and followers. But there's a difference, you're dude. A, you're a goofy ass motherfucker. I know. It's more than just a question of leaders and followers. But whatever. You know, me and my fucking artificial intelligence and my Marxism and my my grand my grand theories of thought and movement. Like at a base level, of course. People need to fucking, people need to find a way to think, but they also need to find a way to articulate something that can be transcendent, something that goes beyond what it is that's being presented to and for them. It's not just thought. It's not just, it's, it's about possibility. It's about like horizons that extend beyond something that, like one of the things that I hear all the time lately, like I hear like Trump articulating, uh, <laughs> They keep referring to Biden as a Marxist. Fuck you, motherfucker. Biden's not a fucking Marxist. 
Biden's a fucking bitch. But they just like it's they and the term progressive. What progressive has come to mean lately? And I don't identify myself as progressive because I don't think about teleological or um, deontological process. I don't think the process functions in like linear cyclical ways. I don't think process functions in straight lines. You know, I think that process is complicated and it's it's, it's like ridden with conflict from a m many different angles. So conflict has to happen and you have to have resolution to those fucking conflicts. Not fucking, but to listen to somebody use a term like progressive or fucking Marxist. I mean, it's like everything that like creates these spaces where there might be some sort of a, like articulable process outside of the formal mainstream position. Like when, when Bernie came out, I like Bernie's not my fucking favorite guy in the world. Like he basically like came, talked all this fucking shit, fucking uh, COVID came along. He fucking yielded and kneeled and has done nothing. He, dude, he voted for all fucking the uh, uh, military fucking uh, increases in military revenue over the course of the last fucking three years. Of course Bernie, he did. what the fuck, dude? You know, you too fucking uh, mob or slob or whatever they fucking call you ladies that are fucking in the fucking Congress. Like, particularly fucking uh, the Palestinian girl. I mean, seriously. Like, how can you fucking continue to vote for U.S. military positions? What's, I, I can't even remember anybody's name because I can't, like, AOC, I know her, but, like, Give me a fucking break. You guys you guys preached all this shit and then you just keep voting for military until the end of time. Where's the fucking possibility in that? Where's the future in that? Give me a fucking break. I don't know where the possibility is. And I know that we could talk about this for probably another three fucking hours. But we've been... Yammering? Talking pretty fucking seriously for probably 25 minutes. I think we've killed most of the episode on... Where, where are we at in time? Just past 40 minutes. Okay. I mean, we can talk about whatever the fuck you want, but none of what we just talked about was... We started, we started a little bit on those spaces. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny, all right? So Avatar, what's the name of the fucking... Uh, is it Unobtainium? Unobtainium. Like, what the fuck kind of a name is that for, like, a super energy fucking producing thing? Like, the, the it's almost, like, satirical. Like, it's almost like a joke that you'd refer to it as unobtainium. I always wonder, because I only saw the first one. And I only watched it once. I wasn't that big a fan. Mm -hmm. um, did you see it in the theater or did you not see it in the theater? Not. Yeah, you should, you should have seen it in the theater. James Cameron. I'm. I, I like James Cameron. With all due respect, that that film belonged with 3D. Like it was visually. I definitely impressive. didn't see it in 3D. It was impressive visually, in 3D. And you got to watch the extended version in 3D. Did that make it better? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, no I but think... I mean, did it make the story better? No, or the did story's it just... bad. Right. The story's not good. That's my point. Is that I didn't, I, I wasn't so thrilled. I mean, dude, I need fucking dialogue and, and whatever. So the unobtainium thing, though, what I wanted to say, feet, probably, is, but I, I'm not going to get on the soapbox again. Um, so I always kind of wonder, like, 
James Cameron, because he didn't write it. Did uh? That's James Cameron too, right? Did he? Yes. <laughs> did did he go back and like do a rewrite and call it an obtainium or? I don't have any was idea it the writer? Right. right. I don't right. have any idea when they came up with that. But it's, I'm just curious. It's just, it's, a, it's just such a douchey name, you know. Especially since like you have this planet where they say it's like fucking a brain, where there's all these nerves that are connected between all the living things. So there's this concept where, like the 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 planet itself, because of all the living things that exist on it, along with the Navi and all that shit, are sort of some sort of like cumulative organic energy position in themselves. Yeah, they're they're actually more than symbiotic. Yeah, they're yeah, more yeah, yes, I think that's a good way to put it. They are more because they're lit, when I say they're like a collective organism. They're yeah. literally like all part of one thing. So like every time they'd fucking destroy their sacred this and sacred that and like they would cry and like be injured as it's like a part of their body was injured, you know? And so, like, when they would extract the ore, they're, you know... I mean, for our part, you know, it's this, you know, maybe it's fucking something that, you know, allows for cold fusion to exist, or, you know, all these whatever, whatever fantasy fucking world energy position that we're, like, superimposing on it. But what a fucking ridiculous name. Like, it just, like, it's so tacky. Like, the concept is good, and of course, like the it's this sort of like neo-colonial like critique, and, and and which again, like we've been through all that, you know, like I, we haven't got we haven't gotten anywhere else. It's just a way of rehashing what it was that fucking Franz Fanon was saying in fucking Wretched of the Earth. We've been down this fucking road, dude. Maybe the only fucking movies I liked of James Cameron were the, the Terminator, Terminator movies. movies. Yeah, he's he's because he's, he's a hacky. fucking asshole. The Abyss wasn't bad. The Abyss wasn't horrible, but it, it was still fluffy, you know? He did Aliens in 86. A- Alien and Aliens were both good films. The 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 third and the fourth were douchey. Did he have anything to do with uh, uh, Prometheus or the, the... Not according to this. Good. No. Um, good. He did Piranha 2. Oh, wow. Ouch. You know, he had a horrible habit of, like... like Falling in love with and marrying his lead women, and then divorcing them. Lots of them do. Yeah, yeah, but that's again, that's kind of hacky, you know. Like that's a way of like creating an ideal ideal type position and not seeing how you're a total fucking hypocrite. Don't let go, Jack. Don't let go. Yeah. I'll never let go, Jack. I wonder how many people are on the other side. They're like, you know, I really like. Titanic, but all of James Cameron and other movies suck. Well, those people are probably not going to listen to this show. But honestly, like I, for the first half of that movie, I'll, until they hit the iceberg, the first half of the movie, I think the story's good. But when you get to the point where they're just trying to fucking make it, and then you know, you know how it ends, you know. How does I mean, it end? <laughs> oh, there's a band playing. There's a band. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know that she's gonna throw some big ass fucking stone into the ocean. Yeah, but other than what, that, you pretty much know how it's gonna end. What movie was it where they're like that old lady? Oh, it was Seinfeld, right? 
where he's like, that old lady, she get the stone? <laughs> I don't remember. Did they say that in Seinfeld? Which Seinfeld episode did they say that? Seinfeld number 112. Yeah, yeah you're such a dick, dude. <laughs> I like the one where they catch him making out. Oh, no, that's list. what it was. George said, that old lady, she was a liar, right? <laughs> They do that to be a dick, like so much. Like there's, there's so much dickery on Seinfeld, and like George is like the fucking like the lowest of the fucking low of the dicks. She was a liar, right? I apologize to all of you for losing it for thirty five seconds or so. Can't stand you. <laughs> Tropic of cancer. Um, okay, so, fuck. I tried to steer it back in a direction of fucking talking, I talked about Avatar, and then you went off on the fucking Titanic again, motherfucker. It was because of James Cameron. He is dickish. They don't have any energy things on aliens. There's nothing energy on that. There's no power sources on that. There's definitely no green energy on it, for sure. No. So, the show Justified. Oh, there we go. You wanted to bring Justified up. That's right. Well, and the only reason that I really wanted to break it, bring it up is because... It's rural. It happens in a rural area. It does. It's in Kentucky, or it's oh, supposed so it's to coal, be. Coal mines, then? Coal okay. mines. And most of the story is about, well, all of these coal miners. But then this big mining company comes in. And tries to buy up all of the small mines and basically the, the whole mountain. And their idea is that they're going to cut off the top of the mountain. Well, that really happened at a, a couple of locations in Kentucky where they cut the fucking top of the mountain off because they wanted to get the coal. Now, again, hopefully you guys have listened to previous episodes, but coal fires electricity and all of the shit that you guys think is good, electric cars, e-bikes, all of that shit, is running on fossil fuels anyway. So, fuck off, you're not doing that much. But, Justified, great show. It always made me laugh. One of my favorite lines in any show is from Justified, and it is, getting old, it's not for pussies. <laughs> and I, I want you all to understand that this is this is us staying focused on topic right now. Well, I mentioned the coal. I'm not digging on you. I'm digging on us as a whole right now. <laughs> I did mention the coal, but I I mean it was on for like six seasons or some yeah, shit. I, I can't Aaron, talk about the whole fucking thing. I remember Aaron fucking loved the fucking show dude he was sad when it was over with like dude one, right what's the new one i don't know what Go. the new one is so carry on dude um actually from deadwood and he also played in the girl next door um timothy oliphant that's gotta be a tough name to grow up with he uh he played a marshal 
in the show. But his dad was an old miner slash con artist crook. And then there was all of these things like the hillbilly mafia was oh, there was the and opiates. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of the porn guys. Well, he was the juice without the squeeze. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he played Marshall. And, you know, Marshall slash cop shit happened from episode to episode. But again, the the coal mines and the entire series was kind of surrounding this small town and and the coal and how they eventually chopped off the top of the fucking mountain so the new episodes are called uh, justified city prime evil it's based off the book, uh, the Elmore Leonard book, and I think that he well, the was, first one was, was an Elmore Leonard yeah. book as well, yeah. But it was it was something about a mine. Yeah, so it's yeah, justified was something that developed out of it, but this the second one's called City Primeval, High Noon in Detroit. So, and it's got Keith David in it, who was also in uh, Cloud Atlas. He had a fucking million roles in Cloud Atlas. He's a weird motherfucker. Keith David is. Who the fuck is Keith David? Um, yes. He was the one that fought fucking Roddy Ryder Piper and they live. That's Keith David. Ah, okay. There we go. Okay. That's, you know, that's the tragedy. But that's how I put you back on track with that one. That is the longest fucking fight scene in the history of film, dude. They such, beat the fuck out of each other for like 13 movie. minutes, dude. It's not that great of a movie. The concept is good. All the shit that happens in it is good. When you fucking look up fucking Ronald Reagan as a fucking alien. That's that's funny shit, dude. I love it. I think it's great. The sunglasses thing. But it's it's like it's like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking it's really bad nineteen eighties science fiction. Yeah. And it's like cult classic science fiction because of how hokey it is, dude. But I'm okay with a bad movie that's good. I am not okay with a good movie that's bad. Well, that is a really, really clear comment, Brian. I really, really appreciate the depth of the expression that you're using right now. You fucking idiot. Well, the remake of Total Recall. Shit. And they spent way more money on the fucking special effects and everything else. It's a good movie that's bad. Right. I don't. still don't understand the... Uh... The distinction. Well, this has been a great talk. I'm really glad that you're here. He was also I'm just going to sit here and talk to myself. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a good movie that's bad other than They Live? And what are the uh, distinct elements? I use Platoon, too. Well, dude, honestly, I think Blade Runner is a bad movie that's good. It's not. There's some fucking whack-ass parts that, you know, if you hadn't read the book, you don't understand what the fuck it is. Like, the weird shit with the fucking analyzing the snake scales. Um, Edward James almost shows up, like, twice. And in the book, he's the guy that's supposed to be in the fucking hospital. I mean, it's... A bad movie that's good.
asking. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm trying to listen and try to like be with you in this moment. You're trying to fucking stay awake is what you're trying to do. I, I, what I'm, I'm patronizing you a little bit. I have to admit, but. <laughs> um. <laughs> so what else? What else do you got on your list? I dude, I, I, I kind of went through my. Oh, do you know what the term BTU literally means? Butane thermal units? No. I, I, I like that better. That would make more sense to me. British thermal units. What the fuck? What the fuck? Why do, you, why do you refer to a fucking nationality when you're measuring concept of energy? Like, I don't get that. Well, that's a concept of heat. It's yes. heat, which is a form of energy, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's a composite position. They're both part of the same thing in that context, right? So, but... Uh, I do love the idea in the fucking Matrix when they fucking, because uh, I mean, ultimately it's all going to be mathematical. Maybe like, that's why they use Kelvins too. But that's that's what we should talk about more is the Matrix because you kind of talked about the machine thing and then you started talking about fucking I was trying politics to and yeah, whatever. We, yeah, 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 it was me. It was all me. No, I'm not saying it was. So what, what do you what do you think about the Matrix as it relates to energy? Well, no, the second one is where. I think it's important because, yes, the energy was there the whole time. But with what we were talking about as far as the fucking system, yeah, a form of eating everything underneath it or, or vice versa, when he's sitting there talking to the councilman, whoever the fuck yeah, it is, yeah, that yeah, old yeah. man. Yeah, when they're, they're awake, they're awake, yeah. And he's like, yeah, but, you know these are machines and he said yeah yeah i know but without these machines we wouldn't have water we wouldn't have air that's actually, we wouldn't have that's all of this other shit is it the third, the third one. Uh-huh. i knew they were in zion uh-huh. i usually watch them all three together so they kind of blur but i swear it was the second one maybe because it was right the second one maybe it is the second one no, no, yeah, they come, yeah, because they're gone the whole time in the third one, because they're in the Matrix the whole time, aren't they? Because well, they, the second one is where they do the fucking they go back dance out, thing. They go back out, Neo's jacked in. Yeah, that, it is the second one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, fuck you, they, bitch. Because they, they go fuck, and then he's awake, and then he goes down, and he talks to the councilman, and they're talking about the, the water recycling system. Yeah. yeah. And he says, so who's dependent on who here? You know, out there... The machines depend on us, but here we depend on the machines. And it. But they don't have power over us. So what is power? Well, we can destroy them. You hit the nail on the head. That's what power is. Right. We can destroy them. But, but at he, that point, he's just fucking with he, them. Yeah, because he's problematizing the concept of, of codependency in relation to that. We, he's making the point that they are dependent on us and we are dependent on them, which means that there's a symbi- symbiotic position. Which means that we can find a way. It, it was a total fucking foreshadowing for the end of the fucking movie. That if we're going to survive, it's not going to be about us destroying the machines or about the machines destroying us. It's going to be about us finding a way to survive together. Yeah. I can live with your little synopsis. Okay. Sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> way to go. Fucking now find something her. else to talk about. That's not the end of the point, though. I mean, because like you said, you were coming back. You, you, you said it's about 
in in the second one they bring up the point of social reproduction like the fact that well no because Neo is not aware yet you and I were talking the other day mm -hmm. and I said you know these guys have a fucking common theme where we're fucking surviving off of each other I mean you know batteries and what you talked about in Cloud Atlas and whatever. So, I don't know. I never considered, because, dude, I mean, before the Industrial Revolution, we didn't need machines. We definitely fucking need machines now. And if you walk down the street or drive or... But we did need machines before that. We had tools. Tools were machines. A tool is... Let's get into a technical discussion about it. A tool is a machine. Okay. I always thought that... Yeah. A knife is not a machine. But a plow is. Only if you tie it to a fucking horse. Okay. They were using plows and horses a long time before the fucking Industrial Revolution, bro. Okay. So that is definitely more symbiotic because you've got to have the horse tied to the plow. And I guess the, and the knife person, and the hand. And the person hanging on the back of it. It's it's all things happening at the same time. And yeah. Knife and, okay, so, yeah, see, a knife is a machine. <laughs> Thanks for making my argument for me. I didn't. I was kind of proving my point. Um, yeah, okay, so. I, I think you lost this argument. Just for the record. <laughs> but you can't go anywhere like I think people would just flat fucking shit their pants without a cell phone or well definitely a cell phone I mean well there's no doubt the potential for knowledge positions is totally dependent on a computer in your hand now well it makes it a lot fucking easier but I was thinking about it earlier because I wanted to look up a chemical component and obviously, I can just type in the chemical component of what I want. But you went and got your Encyclopedia Britannica? No, but I was thinking about when I did go to the library to do that. Uh -huh. I don't even know if kids know what a fucking library is anymore. Oh, they do. Do they? they? They pick up their phone and they go to the Jefferson County Library in their phone. They can go to Hoopla. They can go to Access 360. They can go to six different fucking sites that run through their... But that's the library now. Well, dude, like, but, okay, that's fine. I, I, I understand that libraries are digitized, but not everything is digital. Or not everything is digitized. Like that Malcolm X shit? Yeah, we have We got to go there. That. Yeah. We got to go to Harlem. Where is it? It's in, what, what, what's the name of the place that we're going to go to? The Schomburg Library for Black culture or and, some and they shit. have a copy of the chapter that talks about bumpy Mal johnson bumpy johnson's connection to malcolm x well no they have the missing pages and missing chapters but when i asked chapter is that one though right i don't what know about? when i asked the guy if it talked specifically about bumpy johnson he said i'm not gonna say you've got to read it for yourself that's what he said Motherfucker, we gotta go out there. We're gonna go out there and read that shit. I like Malcolm X, man. Malcolm X is a complicated too. person. And I'm a big fan of Bumpy Johnson. But my that point is say a lot of things about the oddness of this combination here. Um 
that not everything is online. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I got it, dude. So anyway, computers are fucking cool, and I love being able to Google that shit whenever. You know what sucks though is the only reason why that's not digitized is because nobody's found a way to make money out of it yet. Well, they're not making money off the rest of the Malcolm X shit. Well, somebody's somebody's making money off of replicating something. The, all there's a whole shitload of Malcolm X stuff that's digitized on their fucking website. But those well, missing they pages they because they think it's gonna make them look bad, huh? I don't know if that's it or if it's that it's so fucking rare that they couldn't get it through the scanner. I don't fucking know, dude. When I asked the chick if why let it, us look if they're gonna let us look at it, then why would it be a rarity thing? I don't know, but they why won't let us they won't let us take pictures of it when we go there because they said that you can't have, we're not even gonna be able to touch it. We just got it'll be like in plastic and we just gotta flip pages or something like that. Probably. That would be cool. I I'm okay with that. Especially since those are the pages that they fucking wrote the fucking chapter on, you know? I mean yeah. that like it or not, that the, the tactile nature of that is interesting to me. I spent a lot of time tracking that shit down, and that wasn't some shit I could Google. No, that was not some shit you He's sitting here <laughs> talking to this fucking lawyer from Detroit, you know, giving him the fucking business, and the guy's like, who are you a representative of? I'm not a fucking, I'm a fucking person that wants to know about this fucking chapter in Malcolm X's life. And it was so fucking hard for this motherfucker to understand that we're just looking for knowledge. We're just trying to understand something. We're just trying to understand a complicated, and Malcolm X is a complicated guy. Like his relationship to somebody who is as, you know, uh, but I think that's what is Bumpy Johnson. I know? think that's what they're worried about is that somebody could make money off of it. Not that they want to, it's that they don't want anyone else to. Well, if it's for the sake of pure knowledge, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll go, we go to Harlem. <laughs> Somebody donate some money to us so we can go to Highland. It's a long fucking trip to read a couple of pages, but I'm I'm down with it. I've never been to fucking New York anyway. Well, the last time I was in New York was uh, December thirty first, nineteen ninety five, and I was on LSD. <laughs> I was tripping hard. I'm willing to bet it's that. changed quite a bit. Well, especially Harlem. Yeah, I I imagine that pretty much everything out there is because because the Apollo's gone. Nothing's the same out there, dude. A lot of fucking money. A lot of fucking money came in and fucked up everything in New York. Yeah. All right. So this episode wasn't really about anything except us just shooting the breeze for an hour and ten minutes. (laughs) I tried. I tried to steer it back. It's hard to keep Brian focused sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> it was about Malcolm X and Bumpy Johnson. It, a movie about Malcolm X and Bumpy Johnson that had nothing to do with it until the last three minutes. Well, so that show, again, nothing to do with green energy or whatever, but um, Epics, which is now MGM Plus, which is now Amazon. But they still hold the MGM Plus yeah, brand. You still have to buy, but you, you don't get access just because you have Amazon. You have right. to have the premium Amazon position to do it. Um, there's a show called The Godfather of Harlem, 
when they talk about Bumpy and Malcolm X plays a small part in several episodes. Who played Bumpy? And I looked at that. Who was it that played? It Bumpy? was Forrest For, Whitaker. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, they they had a fucking relationship so much so that um, Bumpy's daughter ended up joining the Nation of Islam. Because of Malcolm X. X. Well, I mean, they—I mean, him and Alice Haley sat there and did the fucking chapter. It just never fucking made it into the autobiography. So that's yeah. why we're sitting here fucking talking about it now. So it's, yeah. Um, or go to Harlem and sneak some fucking pictures and send them to us. Don't do that. We've got to make sure that those are alive for the sake of posterity. What they should do is they should put them online at some point in time. They should. But I don't think the they're going to. Look. Well, they might. They might be digitized, but they're not digitized and available to I, the population. I get that, but whatever it is that's stopping them, Malcolm was Malcolm. Just let 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 history decide. I mean, history's decided pretty well for him at this point in time. And look, he was a fucking misogynist, and he was a dark motherfucker a little bit here and there. He had to do some things to protect his position. It was a rough fucking situation back then. Like, when I sit there and listen to dumb motherfuckers talk about how if everybody was like fucking uh, the SCLC and fucking we all held hands and we're nonviolent and all that shit. No. History happens only one way. You have to have all the different actors that are functioning within the social spaces that they're capable of functioning in. You know, you had to have fucking... Martin doing what he was doing down there, fucking Malcolm doing what he was doing down there, and fucking Huey and Bobby doing what they were doing out there, and then a hundred other things that were happening. You had to have the Crusade for Justice doing what they were doing in Denver. You had to have uh, La Rossi United doing what they were doing down in fucking San Antonio. You had to have uh, Tierra Maria in fucking northern northern New Mexico. You had to have the fucking United Farm Workers doing what they were doing out in fucking California. It's a complicated shit. People don't understand... When they say hold hands and, you know, be peaceful. And, and and I'm not saying to fucking take up arms and run around and, you know, cause a bunch of shit. At least not without a plan. But if there's a bully who keeps fucking with you, you can't hold their hand and say, please stop. Yeah. You gotta break his fucking nose and make him choke on his blood. And then he'll probably leave you alone. So since I said the crusade thing, it's important for me say real quick uh there was a guy that died a uh, month and a half ago by the name of ricardo romero he was one of the the chief uh people involved in the mexican national liberation movement um he was a part of beyond chicanismo um he was a motherfucker that said no more we got to do something more they, they were separatist group they affiliated with a bunch of other separatist groups they understood what they identified as Separatist is in Mexico and Colorado? As in, they were for the socialist reunification of Mexico. The southwestern United States breaking off, and they wanted a socialist overthrow of the Mexican government. My grandma always had a hard time with those people. I know, yeah. she was. They she, always shot at them. She was, she was at the Taylor Ranch, yeah. I, 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 know, I know more about that than I should ever admit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but having said that, he, he passed away. Um, he, he called me a... Weto one day, you know, but you know, I have no ill will towards the guy. Like when we did the Beyond Chickenismo stuff, we did a lot of interviews with them. Uh, my buddy Danny, uh, Nick, 
Jason, all those fucking people. Uh, sometimes you gotta fucking take a harder line, and and there's no way to get away from that because holding hands. We, I wish that it was that simple. I wish that it was that simple. I'm all I'm all for trying to talk. Yeah. To begin with. But if you're gonna start order getting together Pinkerton motherfuckers or nasty ass people and breaking shit up and killing people, then we have to alter the strategy that we're going to employ to try to find a way to survive and make a better world. So So again, if we could all just come together and be willing to break a motherfucker's nose, (laughs) we'd be all right. And on that note, 720-334-ROLL. Shortbusdebateclub at yahoo.com. We'll see you soon. Thank <laughs> you.